and we are rolling past the intro part and can start now. Yeah. Welcome to Love in Brief, a brief ABDL podcast focused on issues of love, love for self, love for others, romantic love, Aww. love for your community, um, just, you know, Christmas packages and Christmas packages of love and Hanukkah packages. It could be any kind of package, just any kind Holiday of... Holiday packages full of love. <laughs> it is an entire Honda Accord loaded down with Amazon deliveries full of love. Of love. And uh, who are you? I'm your host, Road Not Taken. And I'm your other host, Resonant Yes. And today we get to do our roundup. So once a season, every three months or so, we try and just tackle a bunch of questions that have been sitting in the inbox for a while, and we try and hit them just all in in a row. Um, Sometimes they're thematic, sometimes they're not. This time we're going to do a little trick where we surprise each other with two questions each. So I'm going to surprise her with a couple questions. She doesn't know what's coming. She's going to surprise me with a couple of questions. I don't know what's coming. And we're both going to try and tackle all four questions. Deal? Deal. Also, it should be said that I misunderstood what we were doing today, so I have an entire cowboy get-up on. Oh, you thought it was a roundup roundup. I did. I am dressed like somebody trying to rid weeds from their front yard. Aw, so that's cute, though. that was a terrible roundup joke. Oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so this is an advice show, and this year we've put a lot of intentional effort into bringing a lot of different voices onto Love and Brief and bringing a lot of different perspectives, and not all of it has been advice responding directly to questions that were sent. A lot of it has been, hey, if you are somebody who wants to know more about what it's like to be in this particular uh, experience, here you go, or if you're somebody who's in that experience and wants to know more about what it's like for others, here you go. These today is actual just advice. So people People have sent us questions. We're responding. And I'll say up front, if you want to send questions through, you can do that. What's the best way to do that, RT? Well, there's several ways. Uh, one is you can get in touch with us through FetLife. We have a group, a love and brief group. And then also we have a love and brief at gmail.com address that you can send to. And finally, if you're more of an Instagram person, you can get in touch with us on Instagram. Our name on Instagram is Resonant Yes. Uh, and you can find all of our pictures there. And you can also message us. We're pretty uh, quick to get back to you. And by we, I mean um, my taller half. Hmm. is pretty quick to get back to you. Yeah. So that's how we get questions. Let's answer some questions. Yes. So this question comes to us from our friend on Instagram and uh, Tumblr, Daddy for My Girlfriend. And uh, it's actually Daddy for My GF and with a bunch of underscores between those words if you're looking to look this person up. And the question is, when you are big or little, do you feel you are a different person or personality? Do you think having that side improves you as a person? And we did some switchy play this weekend together. So I got to experience little side and I typically get to experience big. So I'm fresh off this experience. Sames. Nice. Um, yes, actually, that is an excellent question. And the answer to that is absolutely yes. So um, is it okay if I answer first? Yeah, please. So my answer is whenever I am in my big space, it gives me a real appreciation, a really active appreciation for where our why is. And what his struggles are and where he needs care and love. And I feel really warm and um, helpful. And feeling helpful is a really wonderful feeling. And it's just, it connects us in a way that otherwise we wouldn't be connected. And just by myself, I think you could say that I feel calm and capable and really kind of relaxed. I feel relaxed when I'm in that space because I feel like 
I need to be. I'm, I'm the grown up in the situation. I am the person who's sort of leading where we're going. So it actually sort of encourages you into a place of relaxation, like by responsibility, Yeah, you relax. And it's not, it's not exactly that I become a different person. It's just that I embody the part of me that I live more in everyday life at work. And it, it feels good to be able to do that in, a, in with you, with, yeah. just with you, with focus all that energy on our romantic relationship. And when you are in little space, does that improve you? Yes. So I never really got to embody a little space before this, you know, adventure mm-hmm. and um, not even as a little and a real little. And so it, it gives me like the, during the age when you actually were yeah. very little. Yeah. Yes. I've, I've always been this person. Right. Um, and it's really, it's really healing. It's sort of my way of figuring out what I would have been mm-hmm. or how I would have been. And it's, it, it's a little bit more of a hyped up energetic space and I have a little bit more anxiety and it's, but it's really nice because I get to see a side of myself that allows someone to take care of me, which I have never, ever, ever been okay with. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're my parent. That's great. Awesome. Also, I've got this under control. Yeah. I don't need your help, but it's nice to be able to like give up that control and watch someone love me where I am. It's nice. That is nice. It's healing. And and it's also very different from my big space. My big space is relaxed and my little space is like zing. Yeah. It's interesting. You brought the word anxiety into the little space that you actually get a little bit of anxious energy. I do. But but then you kind of solve for it by actually letting somebody else take care of you. It's not anxious. Like, oh my God, do you think that they're going to deliver the pizza or all of our friends or are they just going to sit here, be hungry and wait? It's more like, what are we going to do? What's next? Mm. Is this good? Is this bad? Like anticipatory. Yeah. It's just like really a lot more hyped up. Okay. So my answer on this one is an unqualified yes from both the big and little perspective. Um, playing into big space actually taught me a lot about who I could be. So I think, you know, we say all the time that we contain multitudes, that we are lots and lots of people in one. And I wasn't sure that I had sort of the innate power in me to be big like that until the sort of kink world called out to me and said, Hey, do you want to try? And this is a safe place to try and show up dominant or show up as a caretaker or show up big. And I got to practice. And what a, what an amazing thing to practice feeling strong, feeling powerful, feeling Loving, feeling caretaking, feeling in control in a way that feels choiceful and purposeful. And I got to practice that, which is just so cool. Um, and so that absolutely has made me better and has taught me that, oh my gosh, I have that in me. So if I can do it when I play, that means it's in me. And I can kind of choose those types of power whenever. And at the same time, the same applies in on the other side with being little, which is, if I can experience vulnerability, if I can experience silliness, if I can experience being um, tender and close, and I can just call that up in little space, then my goodness, that's in me too, which means I could probably call it up other times. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's trained me, it's taught me that I have access to these things. And every time I do it, I get reminded again that all of that was in me. I feel like the end of Wizard of Oz, like in you the whole time. So this is like, it's like this amazing forum in which to practice these things and discover that you have more to you than you probably thought you did. And I never would have thought about switching. I never would have thought about playing both sides. And then I've discovered, my gosh, I have all this range of human being and I'm not just acting that I have access to that. And that's super cool. Agreed. 
It's really interesting because I find that my my mommy side is really calm and your little side is really calm. Your little side is usually pretty sleepy and relaxed and it fits really That's well true. with my mommy side. And then your big side is usually pretty on top of it and aware and my little side is usually pretty crazy and destructive and so that works out really well because you kind of can anticipate all of those yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Well, not not destructive, just trying things. <laughs> my little side. Yeah, I mean, it's experimental. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to see what I can do. Sure. And what a, what a great form for that. Yeah, it's wonderful. I love that. Me too. All right, you're up. Okay, this comes from our friend Steffi, and the question is, actually both of my questions are from Steffi, so just just bear with me on that. Okay, it says, this is my first outreach to the community, but I don't have a lot of time to devote to another social commitment. That sounded like someone else I knew, so that's why I chose this mm-hmm. one. Um, how would you suggest that someone with little to no time still engage with the community and not feel like a voyeuristic creep? Ooh. Excellent question, right? And you are the perfect person to answer Ooh. this. Well, yeah. Okay. So little to no time. I can tell you how I do it. So I, like m- many of us, have a full-time job. I'm a parent. I travel a ton for work. I have many other commitments. He has like 30 jobs. <laughs> I've got a bunch of jobs. And um, so time can be challenging. And I do think there is an expectation of uh, some level of voyeurism in the community that doesn't exist out in the regular world. So I think, you know, it would be weird if you joined other clubs and never showed up, but just peeked in (laughs) through the windows. Um, There is some level of voyeurism that is okay. So for instance, when R&T and I both kind of went quiet for a big chunk of the summer, um, I didn't feel voyeuristic. I felt like somebody who didn't feel like speaking up right now. And I think some of that's okay. So I I don't think that's creepy. But your question was, how do I engage given that I don't have a lot of time? Here's where I've made some mistakes on this front. One is that I half engage, but I engage in a way as if I'm starting a dialogue that I never finish. And I'm still to this day very guilty of this. So I love communicating with folks about the podcast, for instance, folks who write in and they say, I have a question and can I get more information? And, or, hey, I just want to chat. Um, and I'll write back and in all earnest, ask five questions of them that I'm really interested in. And then I'm on the road for two months and they write back within three or four days. And I, two months later, they're like, hey, did I offend you? You know, so I think the danger there is that I didn't say upfront, thank you so much. I love this email. I have a bunch of questions. FYI, it may be a couple of months before I respond, not because you're, what you're saying doesn't matter, but because that's unfortunately just the nature of, of my lifestyle. So that's, that's one mistake that I've made. And what I wish I would do more often is either not ask questions I don't have time to respond to the answers to, or to just predicate up front and say, this is going to be a very slow-moving relationship likely, um, in a slow moving communication. The other thing I do is I find small ways to sneak in the things that I'm really excited about. So for instance, uh, when I get to an airport, um, I often will find a seat where my back is to the wall. And so I'm not worried about anybody looking over my shoulder. And it's a great time to dive into my Instagram account and my fat life account and look at emails and, and, or notes, private messages. And that's, when I tend to return them. So if you're getting PMs back from me, you're probably getting them all at once. And they're probably from an airport uh, where I have put aside this time just for that. So I think two things, set up expectations appropriately for yourself and for others, and find the opportunities that cue you to engage. 
But don't feel the pressure like you have to engage on all 40 fronts. You don't need to have a Tumblr account where you're engaging in PMs, an Instagram account where you're engaging in PMs. You don't have to have a FetLife account where you're engaging in PMs. Some of it you can lurk, and that's okay. So my first piece of advice is to um, to make your communication when you actually do communicate, do it very intentionally, meaning if you would like to be involved in this community, have your communications that you put out there until you know people and people are very comfortable with you, make them light or funny or just something people can relate to. Because I think that if you don't do a lot of communicating and everything you do say online is very serious or very dark, that it can make people a little bit more afraid to interact with you because they have a lot of time to sort of mull over who you are as a community member while you're not talking. Mm -hmm. So make your stuff like kind of light and silly. Um, My second piece of advice is also to pick the people in the community who are really extroverted and out there and always talking and try and like only if it's a genuine connection, but if you feel a genuine connection to one of them, try and befriend them because what that can do for you is it can kind of bring you in It can kind of like grandfather you into a community that you might not always have time to sort of get yourself established in. But if you have someone there for you who can sort of say, look, this person is awesome. We should invite them into our group chat. We should invite them over to our house. We should like hang out with them. That's really helpful because I I really don't communicate very well online. And what I had to do was make friends with like two people who always communicated. And I ended up going to a party and that was sort of how I got pulled in. Otherwise I would still be lurking. Like I would still not be talking to anyone. Yeah. We've got friends who we see once or twice a year Mm -hmm. at events that we never see online, Yeah, but they're great about showing up and, and and they, we don't even have to necessarily reach out to them. They'll reach out and say, Oh my God, I was thinking about you. Do you want to come? Yeah. Um, and that actually brings me to my third piece of advice. You don't have to commit a lot of time if the time that you commit is really, really good. So instead of saying, I'm going to take five minutes out of my work day every day or every hour, some people are on all day. Um, and it's hard to keep up with. I would say if you have to make choices, commit something substantial one time every quarter or something like that. Like we'll go to an event, but if you can't say to yourself, like, I'm going to take an extra lunch hour and I'm just going to message people or I'm going to try and involve myself in my community. I would rather be close to someone who dedicated genuine time than who I felt like was texting while they were driving Hmm. and like didn't really commit to their time with me. So quality over quantity. Quality over quantity. Make your stuff light until you know people very well and try and get involved with people who already have kind of an established place in the community so that they can introduce you to others where you may not have time to establish those relationships by yourself. Yep. Yes. All right. This uh, this second question for, for you to respond to first mm-hmm. comes from uh, Diaper Days on Tumblr. And it says, I'm wondering if you can give me some input on how to make ABDL a more consistent part of my life. Mm -hmm. I don't have anybody to share it with right now. So I tend to only engage when I'm already in a positive mood. Mm. I'd like to make it more integrated because it really does make me feel good. And I'd like to engage with communities on a more regular basis. Now that's a lovely question. We've covered a little bit of the community thing in that Mm -hmm. last question, but what do you, what do you encourage for diaper days? So here's what I encourage diaper days. Um, I would say that if you only usually engage when you're in a positive mood, that you find someone in the community who puts you in a positive place and 
consensually engage with them in a really nice way. It can be another little friend that you just sort of text like cute pictures of stuffies with. I had a friend for a long time. We would just send pictures of bunnies to each other and like come up with ridiculous like, oh, my name is bunnies. Like, and that was a really positive, happy way for me to feel little and feel acknowledged as a little mm-hmm. um, while, you know, I may not have had someone in my room with me to bring that side of myself out. I think it can also be really good to have a confidant in the community who you can say, I'm not feeling very good right now. Can you just please speak to this side of me? Mm-hmm. And they can say, I'm so sorry, sweetheart. Like, And it can be if you don't want to confuse romance with um sort of just exploration it can be someone who you of of like the gender that you're not attracted to it Mm -hmm. can be someone who is very it should be someone who's very aware of what you're looking for and what you need but just be aware that friendships and people in this community can take on all different you know roles in your life yeah i think if you want to do it by yourself that's also a wonderful option. I think that if you could, in your nighttime routine, set aside, it doesn't have to be like a crazy amount of time because it could be really hard to sustain that energy whenever you don't have someone else sort of egging it on, at least for me. Um, like maybe 20 minutes of just being cuddly and cute and talking to stuffies and sucking on a pacifier. Mm-hmm. And then just let yourself have that time. That's like its own form of meditation that can be really healing. And even if that was just once a week or or every two weeks, if you were like every other Sunday or you know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't have to be every night. Yeah. Also, finally, um, go on literatica.com uh, and search like daddy voices they have like audios and they'll talk to you and it's just people who really love record i think you should do this by the way or mommy voices perhaps and mommy voices too or other littles and they just sort of like talk to you and they say things like oh hi princess or oh hi little one uh what are you doing and it's just like it's like talking on the phone with someone and it makes you feel really good yeah i know that it's part of the way my sort of porn time works um and it's good for both of those things they have all all oh, manner of audio things. audio stuff is some of my very favorite i have an oral fixation love it so, so um, please, hopefully that helps yeah i love that and I'll, I'll come from the other side which is you'd said more consistent you only engage when you feel positive and i'll say actually i am more likely to engage when things get really hard and so i'm coming from a little bit of the other angle when i'm feeling positive is a wonderful time for me to engage i just usually don't think about it it's when i'm feeling really gross or things get really hard, that I tend to do either self-care. So if things are really hard and I just want to look after myself, um, I will disappear to, we have like a guest bedroom, I'll disappear to the guest bedroom and I will bring uh, a stuffed animal. I and I'll hear crinkles through the door. <laughs> and I'll bring a dip and I'll just make that my night. And it's, it's actually a wonderful time because this is where I get to practice self-compassion and to intentionally talk to myself and say wonderful, soothing, caretaking sort of things. And I suppose if somebody were listening from the outside, it might sound like madness to hear a person sort of quietly saying nice things to themselves Aww, uh, and crinkling, sweet. but but it's a wonderful thing. And I am more likely to do that than I am when things are great. If it's a time when I really want um, RNT to be a part of it, then I'll just ask for it. Mm-hmm. So um, if you do have a friend who you can engage in consensual conversation with, and you could say, hey, I'm having a really hard time time. Um, and it, you know, would you mind sending me 
three or four links to, to, to activities. So like RNT gave me a link to a Sesame street activity when I was little. And it was just like the sweetest thing. Like, it's not something where they have to get you off or turn you on necessarily, um, but could could you just engage with me in this way? Um, that would be obviously a relationship you'd build over time, not something you'd come out of the gate saying, hey, I've never met you. Will you treat me like a little? But you can build those relationships, and you can have other folks who aren't necessarily romantic partners that you lean on for that, and I think R&T spoke to that. I will, yes, I will build on that uh, with just by repeating what I said already, which is make sure you communicate what it is you need from that relationship. Yeah. Also, make sure you understand what their expectations are, because I've had people who I thought I really communicated that with who were like, all right, so now we date. Right. And I was like, no, we don't right. date. This, is like, not this isn't what thing. I wanted. So be sure that you make sense of that. Yeah. And if you don't have that kind of friendship right now, that's okay. As you're engaging in the community, whether on FetLife or Instagram or you're making friends or you show up at events, you might find that you're connecting with folks mm -hmm. in that way. Good. Um, I'm ready for my second one. Are you ready? Okay, this one's also from Steffi. Question four. More, more Question moving. four. All right. <clears throat> I am part of a more mainstream community that has a history of ostracizing people that are different to the norm. Through my involvement, we are working to change that. But one of my biggest fears in joining kink communities is the fear of being outed and the social fallout from it. Yeah. Any advice on how to overcome that fear? So I thought that because we have had so many um, ups and downs through our main group over the years, mm -hmm. or not main group, but the group that we sort of started from, that we might be able to speak to this a little bit. So you mean, we, we, like we've seen members in the group have these outings? We've seen, yeah, members have these where they get outed moments where they're outed or ostracized. So this person said, my fear is not only being outed, but being ostracized and the fear of social fallout. Yeah. Maybe we can, you know, talk about it a little bit. Talk Absolutely. about what that fear looks like. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, right off the bat, I'll acknowledge that fear is very real. Oh, yeah. And that fear makes a lot of sense to me. And I still carry some of it. Mm -hmm. So I am not sort of out in the grand scheme of life in the sense that, you know, everybody I work with and all my family and all those folks know. And that's a fear I carry. That would be a very weird day if everybody found out. And we, we've been wanting to, we did a show on what it's like to get caught, but not being outed. And being outed is very different. Being outed, we've seen a lot, as RNT said in our social group, where somebody sort of maliciously or even accidentally uh, lets the world around you know what you're into. And that's scary. So um, here's the two things I can tell you is of the folks that I know who have been outed, um, they have experienced significant drawback. And they also told me a couple of themes. One theme is the people who really love me were fine with it. And the other one was, I found out the people who don't really love me. Now, I can't speak to whether or not they're coming from a community like yours, where there's a lot of ostracization of people who are different. Um, but I can tell you that uh, they come from pretty different walks of life, the folks that I know who have been outed. They did experience some fallout. So um, I have one close friend who um, got outed and there, some folks at their job asked them about it. We have another close friend who got outed and um, some of their mutual friends with their spouse, when they were actually getting divorced, were very, very hard on this person um, and sort of used it against this person. But most people I know who have been outed um, experience sort of a dividing where a couple, a handful, a small handful of people end up on the, ooh, that's weird and I don't want to be around you side. And most people deepen their love 
and their connection. And they go, I'm so glad I know this about you. And just thank you for now. This is a part of our, our connection. Like, not that you're going over there and dips all the time, but like, mm-hmm. I feel like I know you better. Um, so that, that's one side is, yes, some people will likely fall off. Most people don't. Most people either say, I don't care. It's none of my business because they got their own shit. Mm-hmm. And the people who really love you just deepen their connection to you. The, the other thing about being outed um, is I've, I've thought about this a lot. In fact, when we were starting the podcast, I thought, well, I have a lot to lose like most of us. What if, right? What if the podcast somehow gets shared and people at work and whatever? There's nothing that, that I'm doing um, that I am ashamed of. And while I recognize it's weird and sex is weird, um, if it came to it, I would absolutely stand in front of anybody and say, I'm proud of myself and I'm proud of what I'm doing, not just with the podcast, but with my kink in general, uh, with my relationship with R&T, with the friends we've made, with the events, the whole bit. If you can say that, if you can say there's nothing about my behavior that's wrong and there's nothing about my behavior that is shameful, I all of a sudden realize like, if I could say that in front of everybody, then I could say that tomorrow. And if I was faced with it, I feel like I could stand behind it. And anybody who walked away, that's on them. Mm. Agreed. So um, what I have noticed from my friends who have been outed is that, unfortunately, usually it's someone within the community who has a beef with them because otherwise, how would they know all of the things that they know? Um, And what I've seen is almost the opposite of what uh, you're afraid of, which is that the community will rally around that person and push out the person who went above and beyond to hurt. Yes. So they might really be vigilant for a while. I've noticed that um, they'll kick people out of uh, the online communities. And as those people make new sock puppet accounts, they'll be very vigilant and double check and then lock them out as well. They do everything that they can to make sure that that person is gone and they really do what they can to sort of, help the person who has experienced being outed in terms of being ostracized. You're never going to be alone. So it's never going to be the whole community against you. And my only advice here is if you are being yourself and you are being appropriate and kind and thoughtful, if you find yourself on the wrong end of criticism and of being pushed out, you're not going to be alone. There are going to be people who still, want to be around you and yeah. know you and that will also pass. And I do think like the the community that you're describing, I'm just impressed and encouraged that you're part of changing the temperature of that community to Agreed. where they're not ostracizing people who are different. And it may be, no, not it may be, I, I guarantee there are other people in that community that care about the same stuff. That care about the same stuff. And they may not be into ABDL stuff. They may be into any number of things, sexual or otherwise, that they have been waiting for somebody to stand up and say, you know what, we're not going to be that group, or at least I'm not going to participate in this part of this subculture. And um, and good for you for fighting for that. We had a time in our history where we had to sort of step back from our main community because we were seeing things about it that were really contrary to the way we felt. And my encouragement to you is that if you're noticing that there is a lot of judgment that you don't feel is fair, that you remind yourself that there is not one community. 
there are many, many, mm. many communities. Yeah. There are groups that we found, friends that we made as a result of our stepping back that we never would have made. That's very true. Because we thought if we left, that was it for us. We had to live on the outside of the city walls. Turns out we were just hanging out in one building. And next door, there was a whole group of people. Well said. Who really wanted to be around us. And that was that was one of the most important lessons I've ever learned in and we this community. Were, yeah. And we were able to keep the folks who gave us life from one building and then add a bunch of folks from this other building mm-hmm. because you're right. It's not a city with walls. No. It's like a plaza. Yeah. It's like a plaza. You just go find more people. That's right. That connect with and you. And they're there. That's so good. Thanks. Well, that's our four. That's our four. Not bad. Well, okay. So four down, 62 left to go. We're not going to do it today, but we have, we <laughs> it's, it's basically winter. So we'll, we'll do the next one, the next roundup pretty soon. Um, one other thing, it, it is December now, if you're listening to this in December, and uh, this means we're getting ready for one of my favorite new traditions that I hope I do forever, which is celebrating what makes it so great to be an ABDL. It's our New Year's Eve episode. This is our New Year's Eve episode. So last year we did this. We're going to do it again this year. Um, We want you to join us in celebrating what makes being an ABDL awesome. And I've been given permission to whine and beg and cry for your submission. So (laughs) here it goes. Please, please send us your submissions. We really, really need them. If you don't, our show's going to be super short and we're going to hate it. There you go. That, see, how do you turn that voice down? <laughs> oh, she's going to cry. Quick, quick, send us your submissions. Send us your sub- so here's how you do it. Um, we want to hear a short soundbite from you uh, telling us why being an ABDL or person with an ABDL kink is awesome. Send it to, and I'm going to repeat this again later, but send it to Love in Brief at gmail.com love and brief at gmail.com love in brief at gmail.com if you send it to love and brief podcast at gmail.com it won't go to us it won't go because it's love and brief at gmail.com it's less to type folks and if it's five seconds and one quick reason hey i love the fact that i get to try new outfits or if it's a minute with music with music and written and in it. iambic pentameter and you're singing, totally up to you. You can do anything you want, but we want to put together another roundup, and we're going to play as many of them as we get, um, assuming that they're all... Some of them, you know, we had to write back and say, could could you re-record that? I couldn't hear it very well. But um, we want to share everybody's reason. So on New Year's Eve, we're going to play that episode. Start sending them now, loveandbrief at gmail.com. Record it in, on your home computer, record it on your phone, any way you want to get it. We do not keep email addresses. So the second we get it, we download it, delete the email right away. We don't write back to you. You don't have to worry about us uh, sending you spam. Nope. None of that business. And if you don't send in submissions, I will whine at you on the next week's episode. Oh, you don't and want that. It will be a lot longer and a lot more annoying. Yeah, you don't want that. I'm telling you, I've been on the receiving end enough. I'm going to go up an octave. <laughs> it's going to be supersonic. Garage doors across the country will open and close. You don't want this. You don't want this. So send it to us at loveandbrief at gmail.com. And in the meantime, this has been our fall 2019 question roundup on Love in Brief. Thank you.